0: Hi everyone and welcome back to The Negotiation. On today's show we talk with the founders of WPIC Marketing and Technologies, Canadian brothers Jacob and Joseph Cook. We talk about WPIC's humble beginnings in Beijing, the difference between managing a web presence and offering a digital experience, and why data is the key to winning in China. Home to over 4 billion people, the Asia-Pacific region boasts one of the most powerful consumer markets on the planet. Not only is it home to half the world's under 30 population, but it's also home to more than half the world's internet users. It's a market no globally minded brand should ignore, but entering markets like China is no easy task, just ask the likes of Microsoft, Google, Uber and Facebook. Times are changing, and with the right partners, doors are slowly opening as more and more companies find success expanding into the markets of the Middle Kingdom. I myself spent eight years in China, mostly as a venture capitalist, helping early stage tech companies enter the Asia-Pacific market successfully. This show is dedicated to uncovering and examining successful China entry and growth strategies by interviewing the people behind those success stories. My name is Todd Embley and welcome to The Negotiation, brought to you by WPIC Marketing and Technologies. Okay, hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We are here with both Jacob and Joseph, a real treat to have the the brothers here together. So I want to take this unique opportunity uh, to just ask: Where did WPIC come from?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, um, it it it's it's gone through a big journey. That's for sure. It started, you know, sort of on a smaller scale. I think you know how most sort of startups would, would get with like four to eight people. And then um, you know it just basically rode um, the big wave that was the Chinese economy, and what turned into the APAC economy, you know, later on d- down many years. But it's meant everything from market entry to uh, advanced analytics, and uh, you know, it's really expanded. It's also it's meaning to be sort of everyone for everything. You know, we can do everything from Fortune 100 all the way down to you know companies in the five to ten million dollar year range.
0: Wow, that's that's huge, and and it started. Um, And we're talking to both of you. You guys are both actually in the Vancouver office right now. But, Jacob, you reside in Beijing mostly, correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Um, And that's where it actually started. That's correct. That's where our first office is, and that's where our head office is
0: today. Okay, so what happens? Uh, so you've got head office in Beijing. Joseph, you you run you know North America and and beyond uh, from Vancouver. What are you? What does the operations look like? Uh, and what do you handle in Beijing versus what do you handle in North America or out of Vancouver? It's
2: really split, you know, between kind of front end and back end is how we kind of generally split the company up. Um, okay, you know, okay. back end, back end being sort of product and delivery, um, and that's really Jacob's domain. You know, in Beijing. And Beijing's now got the two offices as well, right? Um, there's the original and then there's an expanded office in Shanghai and Hong Kong as well, right? So like your usual locations that you have. Uh Um, We built a front end of the company in Vancouver, really, as we started to get more and more engagements and client build out and for North American, primarily US companies. And so we chose Vancouver as sort of the appropriate gateway, you know, for, for us to be able to liaise with the US and, and Canada and engage with these companies and be in a more friendly time zone and, um, you know, engagement staff to go and work with them and things like that. And so what we're doing in the Vancouver space is really everything to do with like brand, you know, our sales teams here, our marketing teams, finance and legal primarily as well. Right. And so, you know, giving, you know, Western companies, USA based companies, the opportunity to, you know, enter China, do what they do, engage with us, but then also maybe do the whole thing on, you know, U S letterhead, for example, right. Which then, you know, kind of ticks a box on their risk mitigation, being able to, you know have arbitration courts in the u.s to deal with things u.s dollars things like that right which um you know a lot of ways can be barriers to entry right for for u.s companies when they look for overseas markets so we tried to set up vancouver in a way to ease that burden <clears throat> lower that barrier to entry you know
0: give you know give brands you know new new opportunities and new ways to go you know, enter the market and then there's a lot of a lot of the the, the hardcore uh more uh, tech and dev going on in beijing yeah
2: yeah, I mean we we want to do all product development inside the market where it's applicable, right? So the decisions were made, you know, very specifically to keep our research and development hub in Beijing, not in Shanghai, for example, right? You know, our, our belief is that, you know, Beijing's a little bit more representative of China as a whole. The internet's a little more realistic in turn in the rest of the market. So we have always wanted to develop in that area, um, so that all the tech that we we uh, build out and release is, you know, really efficient inside the market. Built a pretty strong network with a lot of the academic um, institutions up there. You know, Beijing being the university hub, right? Um, and doing a lot of work with, you know, new IT grads and and um, you know, being able to integrate with a lot of the colleges and things like that as well, right? Which helpful, right, when you're trying to build out and, and grow bodies.
0: Okay, explain the name. A very basic. WPIC marketing technologies. Explain that.
2: Well, that's the acronym for the original name of web presence in China and web presence in China was just a very, you know, matter of fact name that was built. If you go back to the (laughs) beginning of where it started, right. It was really all about building a web presence in China. Yes. Yes. You know, and so the, the core of the deliverables and what we were doing, you know, kind of like in year one was building websites running SEO getting traffic to those sites and building business through web presence in China. So it was just a straight black and white matter of fact name, but you know, as we kind of went out with it, we, we got a lot of this fringe benefit from people writing forums, and blogs about building your web presence in China. We got all this kind of byproduct positivity folks to be writing into us and saying, Hey, when's the webinar? And You know, when's this thing? And they'd kind of be mixing up the concept of web presence in China with us. Yeah. And, um, you know, you'd have, again, the big players out there marketing, you know, maybe a big conference they were going to do about building a web presence in China. Um, you know, and all of a sudden our rankings would start boosting (laughs) in Google, right? And so all these odd keywords on Google, you know, back in kind of like the mid two thousands were, you know, rewarding us, you know, quite, quite nicely. And that's really what it was. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of how it started. And then the market just kind of took on this interpretation you know, referring to us as WPIC, WPIC with everything that we did. Um, and so then we kind of had this duality going on where our formal name was web presence in China. But in reality, the market was referring to us. And we built a reputation known as um, if not the cook brothers, then WPIC fast forward years later, you know, undergoing a bit of a, a revolution in our company, you know, it was appropriate at that point to make a modification to the brand. Yeah. And given the reputation we had with WPIC, it was the natural, yeah, for sure. Um, enough move to go to the acronym
0: yeah ups is not united parcel service anymore right you know i mean that was right. one of the biggest brand i was actually at ups when they went through that entire brand change. it was just like no we're just ups like they're just share like you know th- this is just what it is now it's forget about it yeah um and it makes a lot of sense and it's hilarious what you talk when you when you talk about the uh you know the gifted seo uh and all the boostings i i had the same exa- the same experience with china accelerator you know, which I was running for SOSV and, uh, you know, I I asked people to say, well, how how did you, how did you find out about us?" Well, I I Googled China accelerators and I found China accelerator. So like, or accelerators in China, like it was, it, we we just landed in your lap basically as soon as you started sniffing around. Um, so that was, that was super helpful. Um, yeah. Okay. So fast forward to today, it's now WPIC marketing and technologies. Does that mean that you're doing anything different? well
2: it sure does i mean you know it, when you got have in the aggregate you put the whole set of capabilities together i mean it's a very end to end offering now right you start out in the beginning doing websites and seo right and really then what at the core of any kind of business relationship is the relationship between you know the vendor and the client and you know the example here is you know you're you're working with a client you're running an seo and then naturally they ask for you know paper click right Can you do some paper click okay sure right uh, can you do some social, right? Can you start doing more and more things before you know it, you know, you're helping the client with an invite letter for their visa. You're helping a client rent an apartment. You're helping clients hire market GMs. This happens in China. I think a lot because just finding trusted partners is a real challenging thing to do. Um, and we've been very static in our reliability. In the- so we've been there. We've virtually always been there with respect to the age of what we're doing um you know and brands and clients with the network that we built you know are constantly looking for you know more support and more areas that's led us to have to greatly expand what it is that we do so you sure. start on day one doing SEO and websites you know you fast forward many years down the road now you own a warehouse now you have your own logistics network now you have a government liaison division you have, you know, merchant of record capacity and capabilities, you can be financial remit partner of record in the market, you can be receivers of record, you facilitate Japan, you work with all the platforms inside the market, you're building all sorts of interesting technologies to enable all of the global large tech companies to be able to be inside the market. You've got huge data platforms, big analytics platforms, you know, and it goes on and on and on. Um, so the offering is greatly expanded, but it all eventually, you know, kind of all sums up under, you know, kind of technologies and, and marketing services.
0: Yeah and I'm I don't know I used to say this long before even uh, you know was involved with you guys just say in China's hard don't do it don't do it alone that I mean that was my whole thing even with China accelerator if you if you're if you're a startup and you and you really think that China is the best place for you to get you know get off the ground and get going uh don't do it by yourself. Come to us. We'll help you do that. Um, and that was, you know, we were almost an agency for startups. We just took equity. And it's interesting what you said about, you know, essentially it comes down to, you know, starting to manage the client customer kind of relationship. But Jacob, you, you you've got a lot of engineers working in in, in Beijing, uh, and there's a reason that the engineers are necessary. It's not just all marketing and advertising geeks. It's it's actually hardcore engineers because you're also managing you're managing the relationship with with your clients and the china internet like like you have to manage their their digital existence because as much as a lot of people may not understand is that the internet is not the same everywhere there's what we have as internet in canada there is internet in the us and then there is internet in china uh and it is vastly different and it operates differently and it has a whole new set of rules um and there's a whole new game over there so Am I am I correct? You want to expand on that? Maybe uh, I think it's interesting. No,
1: I, I think it's it's also a good second question to how the name changed and progressed too. But you talk mm. about managing the digital experience. That's exactly correct. We and that normally is through e-commerce. Um, we uh, have a motto here: the most amount of information wins. So when you talk about managing for the digital experience for a brand in the market. Um, you're really talking about you know everything, and and we're in the era of big data and artificial intelligence. And if you're not using those tools uh, and you're not gathering data and doing it better uh, than your competitors, then you're not going to win. But if you do do it better than all of those, then the prizes are great. Um, you know, as we've seen it time and time again.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's um, like CDNs. There's um, there's code um that is built into your ex- current infrastructure that needs to be sought out and and changed for ex- example uh, uh you know joseph you were mentioning the other day even just talking about uh you know google calls uh api calls or fonts or maps or whatever the stuff's built in like this stuff all needs to be dug out and brought to light and changed uh, so that it fits and plays well in china no
1: um, I could take that question, but okay. I mean, absolutely. And, and you know, we, we talk about a ton of software that we have that does these analysis too. I mean, that's the other thing of, of being in there so long. I mean, boy, do we sit on a lot of software right now, but all of it, you know, to some point or another is designed to enhance the experience, whether it's, you know, just crypto gathering and collecting sales data and information, or, or if it's just some of our, you know, uh, infrastructure analysis tools that really sort of pick apart, you know, websites and apps component by component to figure out why they're not loading in China and devise solutions you know, that mitigate that firewall, because you're right, that's something that's totally different for this market.
0: Totally, and you mentioned Descripto, uh, which to me is amazing, and as it was explained to me once, it was like, well, we can almost kind of point and shoot and download the Chinese internet, depending on what you want to get out of it. Um, tell me, uh, what is Descripto, as you mentioned?
1: Well, we can download the internet, period. It doesn't just need to be <laughs> Chinese, but I mean- That's so awesome. um <clears throat> If you look back at you know, web crawling technology, which is a core component of search engines, there's the index, there's the crawler, and the user interface, um, that's basically what Crawlerton did for a long time is they went and they crawled information for recall at a later date um, you know, through Google, and that's how they became become a very big company. What um, other applications have emerged 2.0 and technologies that we've developed to be able to queue thousands of machines at the same time, we now have commercial applications for this data. So it's really interesting to see and collect, you know, millions of comments or sales data or anything else that might be publicly available. The applications are really sort of endless in what you can do, but more and more decisions are being made at a C-level based on that information that's collected from, you know, publicly available sources.
0: What are brands now telling you about where they want to expand, why they want to expand, and, you know, what's happening in China um, that is either uh, interesting them or disinteresting them about going there?
2: They're looking for growth. Um, they're having a hard time finding growth around the world in different markets. You know, right. I.E., you know, Europe, for example. Um, they're looking to China as an opportunity to move the growth needle. But what we're seeing, and what we've seen, kind of continue in a transition for many years, is they want to go more direct. Meaning, they don't really want to, you know, sign with the distributor, for example, give up, you know, half the margin lose control of the brand, ultimately just sign away the rights to the market. We've seen a reverse effect. So brands that, you know, have been in China through distributors are now looking to get out of those distribution deals are looking to, you know, kind of go through some kind of transformation from an indirect model to a more direct. Um, And it's just largely because, you know, they're seeing, you know, ready to have a relationship direct with the brands, then the brands want to be able to control that obviously. Um, the ongoing issue with fake products, trademark infringement and things like this is leading them to want to be more in control of the market and be more involved and margin, right? I mean, seeking more margin. And that's also a great way to be able to, um, you know, find growth as well. Right. I mean, that can sometimes be 50% additional growth, um, on a channel if you can put it from an indirect to a direct model. So that's what, you know, when I'm involved, you know, in, in dialogue in in North America, those, those are the key topics. Yeah. Um, that are coming up always
0: for sure and it's been a bit of like oh we would love to go there's just so much you know uh, so much economy over there so so many people over there it's just such a big market like how do we go and get into that and then but then people have the reservations of a the language the culture the whole nine yards but then also they've heard the horror stories of um oh they're just going to copy us they're going to rip us off and you know this kind of thing um even just briefly touch and i, I know you guys do want to waste time talking too much about this but just just for those that that may have heard or think about what is the copying thing is this a, is this a real thing is it a real fear can it be managed
2: well it certainly can't be managed by not being there um <laughs> so that's like that's what i would say to that that's thought a good answer yeah um you know but you know i mean and i i see different brands look at it different ways some people look at it as a compliment and an indicator that there's clearly demand if someone's worth doing the faking mm-hmm. and then yeah. for some people it totally scares them right that they don't want to be involved see this is a large uphill battle It just depends, I think, in a lot of ways, how they've approached it in the past, who they're talking to, right? Some people, you know, have big law firms on retainer who are dealing with this. And these are multi-year processes with lots of billables with little results. It's an issue. It's going on. Um, Like any market, right? There are decent laws. It's just about, you know, are you in a position to enforce? We kind of break it down into like two steps, right? Visibility and then action or seek and destroy, And we built this system through our Descripto division, right? So Descripto out of the box can give us visibility. So great. Let's find out everybody who's selling your brand, talking about your brand or potentially infringing on the style of the IP or the patent and Descripto can help us provide a lot of visibility around that. Then we can lay that out on the floor and say, okay, here are the 100 or 1000 instances of you being infringed upon. These are the ones that we want to get rid of. And then the platforms are actually fairly receptive, um, mm-hmm. like the Alibaba's and the Baidu and the Ten Cents and things like yeah. that. They're fairly receptive if you have the right information.
0: Right, I mean, <laughs> I am guessing, I'm guessing the process is a little bit different than if you are like a, 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 a famous celebrity who who then you know somebody has a fake account on Instagram and is copying you, and you want it taken down. It's actually probably easier because I've heard that's pretty hard <laughs> okay I hear, I,
2: I hear compared to like Amazon
0: I mean we don't
2: know that world in the West very well but yeah. from what I hear people that we work with who operate inside Amazon apparently the, what we're doing inside of Alibaba Tmall and Taobao to get rid of the fakes is night and day easier than what people need to deal with dealing with amazon
0: so um in that ecosystem which is which is interesting it's it's counter uh, not counterintuitive but but uh, but counter uh to the gossip that almost preferred or wouldn't care or wouldn't want to take action but i think the opposite is true i think you know they they very much do care and take it very seriously uh and will take action no yep yeah, I mean it's yeah. it, it is it is not uh, I mean that's that's the only yup is is probably the only answer that that you need to give there because um, uh, they They are concerned about it, they are aware of it, uh, and they they do want to encourage uh, more brands to be involved. I think that's great. I think that's it's probably uh, a great place to end it to kind of dispel that myth I, I want to thank both uh, Jacob and Joseph Cook, who are the founders and, and leaders um, gentlemen um, you do great work uh, and you give great interviews and uh, so I thank you very much for uh, being on the show. And uh, we will uh, talk to you and all our listeners, later.
1: Thank you, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it.
0: Growing a company is hard. Doing it in a foreign market? Exponentially so. The best piece of advice I can give you is not to do it alone. When you start looking across the pond for further expansion possibilities, and I sincerely hope that you do, make sure you choose the right partners to do it with.